Fire School, the podcast. You're on spin. You are very welcome back to Spin Air Skull. This week we are tackling not one, not two, but three business subjects. We are chatting business, economics and accounting. Here to tell us a little bit more about accounting and how Leaving Cert students can ace their exams and even nearly guarantee themselves a H1 in their written paper is accounting teacher Dave Quinlan. He is a teacher here in Limerick City in St. Munchen Secondary School. Dave, thank you so much for joining us on SPIN. Hi, Louise. How's it going? For, first of all, I'd say there's no guarantees, but we can give the best advice we can to help uh, get through, get uh, students through uh, the, the accounting exam as it comes up in June. That is exactly what we want to hear on the show this morning, Dave. It's a three-hour exam. It's worth 400 marks, but you're the expert. What do we need to do to ace this exam? The first thing to say is because of, of COVID and, and the of fifth year um, and the reduced fifth year, they've reduced the paper itself. So, well, it, they've reduced the options. So usually with accounting, we actually have a good uh, idea of what's coming up. There's about 18 topics altogether. Um, but coming towards the exam, I'd always be shortening that down to seven, eight topics. And even because of COVID and the way they've set up the paper this year, um, it's, a, it's a lot shorter, the amount of topics that come up. So if you look at the paper, you, you either do question one, which is 120 marks, or two 60 mark questions. Now, usually with question one, you'd have to cover three topics, manufacturing, company accounts, and sole trader accounts. But this year, they're, they're giving us um, two questions so you get an option so if you go and cover company accounts and sole trader you'll have question one covered um, if you've gone down that route so that takes an awful lot of the revision work away and with the 60 markers um, again you're, you, you have less uh, help this year but you'd be looking at depreciation control and maybe cash flow with either revaluation or service coming in there as well there, there are five very, very doable questions this year, you know, um, and that, that's the top half of the paper. That's 120 marks. You have 55 minutes. I always say to students as well, just be very careful of time. And when you're practicing questions, um, especially question number one, time is really, really important because it, it's one of those things that time gets away from you. You can't catch it up in the paper, you know, but um, just the way it's been set up, it really suits uh, people to do question one. Um, that, that might mean nothing to people who are outside the subject, but if you're inside the subject, you're doing question one, cover company and uh, accounts and sole trader. And that's an awful lot of work that you've taken off the board in terms of revision. Would you advise students to start chronologically, start with question one and work their way through the paper? Or should you start maybe with a question that takes a little bit longer and get that out of the way first? Or what's your advice in terms of, I guess, strategically approaching the paper? My advice with this varies on the student itself and the person. Question eight is costing and nine is a budgeting. Usually if you're good at budgeting, you're very comfortable at it. So sometimes that's a really good way to start an exam with a question you're good at and get stuck into it. Uh, you've 35 minutes to do that question. Cash budgeting is due up this year, which takes nearly the full 35. But if you're good at it, you can already, you can have five, 10 minutes saved up. So if you get it done in 25 minutes, you're starting the paper on a really good note, have a little bit of extra time there to go through. Um, on the other side of that, I'd say with people, interpretation is question five that comes up every year and it's guaranteed to come up this year. That's learning a lot of formulas. So um, there's a lot of formulas for required for that. If you weren't 100% sure on the formulas or it was something you, got, you found a little sticky, 
maybe learn the formulas. The last thing you read before you're going is the formulas and then start with that question. There's no hard and fast rule for me as to where to start and how to proceed, but definitely have a plan going in. Decide you want to do the budget and get that confidence boost or decide you want to do interpretation and get that out of the way and done in 45 minutes and know what you're doing. So definitely have a plan coming in there. What the plan is, each student should decide that themselves what way they want to go about it. Dave, I must ask as well, you know, you've mentioned there that question five is a guarantee. What do you mean by that? Is that something that students can bank on? They go into the exam knowing exactly what the question is going to be? Yeah, interpretation of accounts comes up every single year um, and they don't specify it. Usually that it's going to be on the paper, but it always is. Uh, But this year, again, because of the shortened fifth year due to COVID, they've told us that interpretation will definitely be question five, a hundred marker. So I always say to students, um, you know, that's a lot of formulas. Some people really like that question and you do a report um, and it takes 45 minutes. I would estimate that either tabular statements or club accounts um, or possibly incomplete records could be that hundred other hundred mark questions. If you're good at those, maybe stay away from interpretation. If you like interpretation, it's guaranteed to come up. If you don't like it, you still need to ha- be able to do it, be able to give it a shot, and you can't just write it off. It is guaranteed on the paper every year. If you learn the formulas, you, you're 50% of that question done. Two very quick questions before we let you go, Dave. Uh, the first one being for students who are opting to go for the accumulated grades and maybe are thinking that they may not sit the accountancy exam. What would your advice be there? Because we've heard a lot of talk from students about sitting exams and taking the predictive grade just to have kind of an insurance policy for themselves. I'm, I'm encouraging all my students to sit the accounting. As I said, the paper is, is, is quite predictable. And you could, if you wanted it, you could take a gamble on what topics to cover you could, you could get by with covering four questions. So you'd have your predictive grade, definitely take the predictive grade, do both. But if you go into the exam with a minimum of the four or five questions covered, you know what you're doing. And you get lucky with the paper and it comes up, your, your topics are covered. Well, you know, you have a real chance there of getting a H1. So I'd really recommend for students to take a predictive grade, but also have the option to sit in the paper. The only caveat I'd say there, if you are going sitting three or four exams, just watch your workload. But I don't think the workload with accounting would be that big just because we can narrow down what's going to come up. So I definitely would say it's worth a shot going in, sitting down for that extra few weeks work, getting a high grade in it. Be very accurate. And when you're practicing your questions coming up to the Leaving Cert, make sure you're always on the clock and that you're always, you know your timings, 35 minutes for the 80 markers, 45 for the 100, 55 minutes then for question one or the 260 markers. And then when you practice your questions, you practice it that way as well, you know? It's a very, very doable paper this year. Brilliant. Some really, really good advice there, David. We so appreciate it. And thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us about accounting on Spin Air Skull. No problem at all. Spin Air Skull, the podcast. To learn more about our other podcasts, check out Spin Online or download the GoLoud app. Spin.